Welcome to It's Better Here, the official podcast of the Producers Co-op. Whether you are out in the yard, the field, the pasture, or the barn, we have everything you need. It's Better Here. Welcome to the show. That's right. We're back, Mandy Joe, for episode 10. Can you believe it? I can't. We keep trucking along through these things. This one's going to be really exciting. I'm going to get some good info out of this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Before we get to our guest today, however, we've got some events coming up next month in July. Yes, we are getting ready for the dog days of summer here at the co-op. So that'll be going on in New Braunfels and Lavernia, July 3rd through July 29th. So there will be discounts weekly on dog items. We have some events. We have an obedience class going on at both locations. We have a dog bakery coming by, lots of giveaways. So check out our Facebook and our website for more information on the dog days. And, of course, the great citizens of New Braunfels and elsewhere are voting on the best of New Braunfels. And, of course, we want to remind people to vote early and often. Yes, I know that I'm biased, but I'm pretty confident (laughs) that we're the best. So we are up for retail, farm, and ranch supply, and we'd love your vote. Absolutely. Now, I want to send a quick shout-out to our new friends out at Marion High School. Got to talk about that show, Broke all kinds of records. I've never seen anything like it. I've hosted my banking podcast for 13 years. I've never had a listen in China. We actually had a hit in China for that show. So I don't know if there's somebody in China that's interested in FFA, but it was quite an experience out there at Marion High School. Yes, I really enjoyed that one, hanging out with those kids. They're great. I'm going to do awesome things in the future. I'm really glad we got to sit down with them. Yep, and I've been in touch with Mr. Riley. We might have some upcoming shows featuring some of those seniors. I did not realize that FFA ended in high school. I did not know that, but what I would have learned, I'm sure you know this, FFA does not end in the summer. The young people are very busy this summer, and I guess that's something you experienced as well. Right, conventions and contests and judging and, you know, stock shows, it never ends for those FFA kids or 4-H kids. They're active all year long. And uh, our young friend, Miss Ryan, was on her way to Australia as part of FFA. Just in case you thought FFA people didn't have any fun, they absolutely do. Yes, super excited for her in that trip. She's going to do great things. I've been to Australia when I was in the Army, so I was pretty excited when I heard that. Well, of course, it's the dog days of summer in July, but it feels like it right now. We've had, what, two weeks of 100-degree temps. And because ranching and farming is so easy, our friends at the FDA have dropped some new regulations on farmers and ranchers. And so we're going to talk to our guest after the break. Tell us about our guest. Yeah, we've got Clint Hoffer here with us. He works for Animal Health. He's one of our reps. Um, He's here every week. We love him. He's a wealth of information. Um, So we're excited to get to talk to him today. And we're going to talk to him, and we're going to do it all right after this. Hey, this is Jason. Don't forget to visit us online, sign up for our newsletter, and follow us on social media. We also love seeing you in our stores. When was the last time you dropped in? Well, that's too long. Remember, it's better here. That's right. We're back. Take it away, Mandy Jo. All right, Clint. This is the news of the hour around (laughs) here. Um, The FDA has issued some new rules and regulations for animal antibiotics. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, Mandy Joe. Uh, effective June the 11th, the uh, FDA, which is the Center for Veterinary Medicine, has changed a few of the things that will affect what we call the OTC portion of our business, which is the over-the-counter, and it has to do with the antibiotics. And what they've decided is in an initiative that they started about five years ago, they have slowly but surely moved antibiotics off the shelves of our regular retail stores. And how that's going to affect each and every one of your customers is a little bit different. 
what it's going to do is for a customer, the drugs are not going away. Just the way they'll be able to receive them is what is changing. We'll still have antibiotics in the industry to take care of our diseases and stuff, but it's going to be how they're going to get them. Stores like Producers Co-op will no longer have them on the shelf after those that are there actually expire. It's a little bit confusing, but what, what we'll have is any of the drugs that are affected that Producers Co-op or any other feed store currently has in stock that is not expired, they're going to be able to sell it to you, the consumer, until it actually expires. Where the detail comes into is they will no longer be able to purchase more from distribution or manufacturers after that June 11th date. And so it's a little bit confusing, but it is going to go ahead and be something that, through education, we'll be able to help our customers. Now, I've done my own research on this, and one of the concerns I saw, I was reading some articles from the Texas Farm Bureau. You know, Buddy's laying here. He's a great dog. But if he got sick or something, there's veterinarians, there's five or six of them within walking radius of the producer's co-op. For small farms and ranches that live far away from what we would even consider a small town like New Braunfels, their access to large animal veterinary services seems to be a concern. Tell us about that. It is going to be a bit of a concern. What will happen after uh, the antibiotics that are on the shelves in our feed stores are totally gone, for a customer to go ahead and purchase an antibiotic, they'll have to develop what they call a veterinary client-patient relationship with a veterinarian. There appears to be some opportunities for uh, some of our customers to actually do that online through some Zoom calls. There is a lot of information available uh, on the internet. Uh, Mandy Joe, I think you all have a really good uh, QR code that's available here in the store with some real good information for your customers. But what that means is that if, if I'm the small producer out here and I have a small herd of cattle, or maybe I have sheep and goats or whatever, I will have to reach out to a veterinarian at some point in time, and we'll have to develop a relationship. And that relationship will be something as simple as maybe a trip to the veterinarian uh, with part of my animals or a trip for the veterinarian out to my farm or ranch where he can go ahead and see what my practices are like, what my uh, needs will be in the future, and what things I may be uh, happening to me that he needs to go ahead and help me with. So we've kind of taught Clint, we think the best way to kind of handle this new regulation is to adjust your herd management. So tell us what it look, that looks like and how a place like the co-op can help our producers make that adjustment. I think one of the great things, Mandy Joe, for you as a, uh, as a co-op is going to go ahead and be able to, what I call, step up your education. And that's going to be an opportunity for us as an industry to educate our customers so that we do maybe a few more preventive things than we've done in the past so that the need for antibiotics has been lessened. One of the big things will be vaccination protocols, uh, pariticide uh, protocols. Those are two things that I want to make sure everybody understands. Vaccines are not going away, and neither are your dewormers. They're still going to be available to our customers over the counter, just like they always have been. And so if we get good protocols in place, that will lessen disease and the need for antibiotics. Uh, another simple little need that uh, education can help is one of the big things that so many people I talk to about are calf scours. They talk about the fact that, well, we're not going to be able to get calf uh, scour boluses anymore. 
you'll be able to get them, but you'll have to get them through your veterinarian. And one of the ways that we can go ahead and maybe lessen the need for that is through a little bit closer herd management. Uh, and one of the simple things is colostrums. As everybody knows, cattle are one of the few mammals that are born without an immune system at all. They're born, came, come to us with no immune system. So that's where colostrum comes into place. We need them to go ahead and nurse within the first two to four hours, get that colostrum from the mother so that they can get passive absorption. That's where it actually, the immune system gets absorbed into their blood system. And so, yeah, it's a little bit more for the producer. He's got to go out there and he's got to pay a little bit more of attention. And if the cow is not able to go ahead and nurse, maybe it's a twin situation or we lost the cow, getting colostrum into those calves at a sooner date is definitely going to help us as far as getting that immune system put together for the calf so that we don't have a scour problem later caused by bacteria. I'm going to be walking around someday and come up with a bunch of ranchers and start talking to them. I think I'm the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> I learned so much talking on, on this show. Ours is not a political show, but again, in doing my research, I had to think about this, again, from the perspective of all the ranchers, because it's not easy. Farming and ranching is not easy, especially in South Texas. And first of all, was there a problem that required these regulations where there's kind of some systemic issue with antibiotics not being available to animals were people abusing the system and if for some reason these regulations prove to be burdensome to farmers and ranchers is there any kind of legislative or a way to get these regulations removed if at some point it proves to be doing more harm than good at the end of the day I don't think we have any kind of a recourse to to change it once the door's been opened I think we're there I mean as far as I can tell the reason that we're being told that the regulations were put into place was because of residuals that were being noticed in carcasses at uh, different uh, processing plants. And it was the government's idea that if we control through the veterinary uh, people, these are educated people that can help the customers, that maybe we can cut down on some of those residuals that were in carcasses that could be actually harmful to the consumer that uh, actually purchases that meat. So that's kind of where it started. I think for my part, most of the people that I talk to, they're very, very conscious. Our, our farmers and ranchers in this area, they do, a, they do a great job. I mean, husbandry is something that is their way of life. And so while I really don't think There's it's- no incentive to do it badly. No, either. absolutely, absolutely. But Big Brother kind of stepped in and uh, has placed it on us and so, we just as a group have got to figure out how to go ahead and uh, make the best of it and uh, take care of our customers. Well, I want to thank you so much. We don't have a show unless we have informed people to come here and share their expertise with us. So thank you so very kindly for taking some time out of your day to join us on It's Better Your Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You know, Mandy Joe, I bought some ice the other day up at HEB. And I noticed that there was a big thing on it that said, ice is food. <laughs> and so our friends at the FD, I know they mean well, but it wasn't that long, well, it was a long time ago when I was in seventh grade and we were talking about the different forms of water. And ice is just the solid form of water. But the FDA sees a need to have that nutritional thing put on a bag of ice, and it's all zeros because it's water. So I didn't know ice was food. Now you know ice is food. So if you're ever starving and you come across some ice, I guess you're in good shape. <laughs> but it just does remind me that people think it's just cows out there grazing, and then they get turned into hamburgers and steaks, and there is so much more to it than that. And the good news is that even with all these changes, we've got experts here at the co-op that can help people navigate all of these new things, don't we? 
Yes, it's a day-to-day -day battle for farmers and ranchers. You know, herd management is so important, and like Clint said, we've got new ways and new ideas to help them uh, process through this new FDA regulation, and we knew this was coming, so we prepared well here at all of these stores, and we've got a decent amount of stock on all of these antibiotics until we get to that expiration period, so we're happy to help them get through until then and then also help them develop some new plans going forward. Are you talking weeks of supplies or years of supplies? It depends. it depends. I feel pretty confident we've got about a year, uh, oh. but we'll see how that goes. If the FDA would only regulate rain, it would be so much easier for everybody. Hey, thank you so much for listening to It's Better Here podcast. We look forward to talking to you next month. Don't forget about the dog days of summer. A lot of great activities last year. I remember watching all that stuff on social media. So don't forget to sign up for the newsletter, follow us on social media, and tune in to the It's Better Here podcast. My name is Jason Dias. Her name is Mandy Joe. And until next month, we'll talk to you soon. A cowboy's work is never done. Works hard from sun to sun. The rancher is the man that feeds us all. Now people jump and shout. They say we want the rancher out. The rancher is the man that feeds them all. The rancher.